Are you guys pretty drunk or you guys feeling it? You're drunk? <laughs> Everyone? Just. We gotta get to them before they sober up. All right, yep. Get them. Were you at the brewery? The brewery? They have some new beers down there tonight. You need to collaborate with them. <laughs> right? So we went during the 8 o'clock show. We, uh, we send people down. We don't ask for anything in return. No, I'm kidding. No. That guy down there is pretty cool. You guys should go. New Helvetia Brewery. They're our unofficial sponsor. All right. All right. Here we go. Um, and... Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience you guys. in a show called... Worship me! Worship me, everybody. I will receive your praise. Thank you very much. I receive all the praise uh, from you. Uh, guys, welcome to Stab Comedy Theater and the show called Stab. Uh, and uh, we're here every Friday at 10 o'clock or so. We start the show about them. We do have shows every Thursday, Friday, Saturday here starting about 8 o'clock or so. Uh, so come on down and uh, take a peek. <laughs> Also, we're, uh, our unofficial sponsors we're working on this week is Clask, the game Clask, uh, brought to you by <laughs> Buffalo Games, and potentially uh, Papalote Salsa may be stepping up and giving us, you know, 10 bucks a show to mention their name. We don't know. Uh, you guys want to meet your uh, contestants? Yes. Okay. Jojo Lewis. Trip Hazard. Ray Molina. And Jesse Jones. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I'm your host, John Morris Ross the Fourth. Not to be confused with my dead dad. Oh. Oh, all right. Way to way to set the mood. That's huh? right. That's what I like to do. Uh, Jojo. Uh huh. We haven't seen you in a while. What's up? Nothing. How you doing? Nothing. Just working for the state. Just working for the state. <laughs> with my long hair and my West Coast ideas. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. How much? How much do you make? Uh, just, I, is that okay to what? Is that okay to ask? I don't know yet. I just got a promotion. Oh, oh my God! Thank you. Look at you. For what? For what? As in, what did I do? The worst beard. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm sorry. We're friends. He made whoa, whoa. We're not whoa. friends. Second worst. <laughs> but it was a senior beard. That's it's why good. they moved it on. It's good beard. <laughs> Well, thank you for dodging that question. You're welcome, man. <laughs> Next up, Trip Hazard, also a state worker. Is that uh, true? Well, we I work at a nonprofit that's got contracts right. with various counties. Okay. So <laughs> down Sounds the line, hot. yes. Cool. <laughs> well, Trip, how much do you make? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> What's wrong with asking that? I don't know. Oh, uh, one of my coworkers might listen, and I feel like that would be slightly weird. <laughs> But I'll tell you after the show. I'm trying to start mutiny at all jobs. <laughs> no, I think people should talk about it. I'm just not going to... Not. I'm not there yet. Okay. No, no problem. No problem. Yeah. Ray Molina. Hello. Help me out. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hello. What do you do for work these days? I'm the president <laughs> okay. of everything. All right. Well. How much I, do I get paid? I, don't, I know you don't make that much. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> You get paid all of it? I get paid all of it. Oh, congratulations. Well, Sounds yeah. tough. President everything. Very good. Makes sense. Jesse Jones. Hey, Ooh. I make the least of anybody Wait. on this stage. That's possible. No, that's that's true. Not really. I mean... Yes. No, I, I am confident in that. I have four kids. <laughs> you well, make more I mean, than I do. Just because you don't get most of what you make doesn't mean you don't still make more than <laughs> I. You. That's on you. You make well, no. My ex, my ex-wife who takes all of it, uh, probably makes more than all of us on well, stage. Yeah. Also, uh, oh, oh, you guys, they hit close to home. <laughs> I saw you. You all went like, "Fuck that." Oh. <laughs> that goes to help your kids, okay? The second row is just reeling with child support. I mean, oh. can your can your wife use this show um, in court to get the kids? Why to not? Get custody? 
She's tried everything else. <laughs> she just refuses to listen to the show. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She probably would because she was trying to get full custody and she told the judge on her third bullet point of the five things she hates about me that I'm addicted to pornography. So that, that was fun. Let's play stuff. <laughs> <laughs> She's got half a movie there. What does addiction mean, really? <laughs> At what point? Yeah. Does, like, it be, does it go from fascination to addiction? I just want to be, yeah. <laughs> from recreational? That, that, that sounds like a show on like A&E. From fascination <laughs> to addiction. From recreational to professional. <laughs> What's the line? <laughs> I'm just saying you could drink three beers a day and not be an alcoholic. <laughs> so <I'm> just, just. <laughs> All right. Enough about me. Let's play stab. Let's do this again. All right. Uh, this first segment's called reorganization. We do it all the time. Uh, all the time. Please take this acronym, reimagine it. What does it stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, in recognition of being uh, Black Friday, and a bunch of people are out currently buying a bunch of shit they don't need, junk they don't need, uh, gave it up. Uh, today's acronym is SHIT, S-H-I-T. What does SHIT mean to you, Jojo? Mm -hmm. SHIT means super hot intercourse tarantula. <laughs> Wait, there's a paragraph after that. <laughs> The latest in interspecies and interkingdom interactive intererotic entertainment. This is a five foot tarantula with tits and several lubed holes for your personal spider fucking fantasies. Okay. It is. Wait a minute. This is the the hot part. It's covered with 100% real alpaca wool, and its eyes, its many eyes, are made out of genuine Swarovski crystal. Now, there are many questions about this product, we're aware, and yes, we are committed to the vision of a super hot interactive tarantula. The body has tits, but the head, full spider. <laughs> Retailing for $888.88, get it? I do. Comes with a fillable and drainable silk pouch. How do you fill it? We'll never tell. <laughs> That's my... That's it. Very good, Jojo. Yeah. Very good. Super hot... What was it? Intercourse tarantula. <laughs> Intercourse tarantula. Very good. <laughs> All right, Trip. How really much excited. do you make? This is my, I'm not gonna this is my first callback to a previous episode. So oh, good. <laughs> excited about that. <clears throat> See if we can guess which one. Trip, what does shit mean to you? S-H-I-T. Bro, we previously <laughs> talked about the idea of defuck, man. Dudes ask fair, useful questions. I appreciate you've taken it to heart. I've noticed a radical increase in your earnest, good-faith efforts to listen and reflect. Whenever we hang out, man, I feel heard by you. That makes me feel valued. You're present and not distracted by your phone. And I appreciate that conscious effort on your part, dude. Now I'm hoping we get to know you on like a more deeper level, like an Abe Lincoln, Joshua, Joshua Speed friendship, which means we need to start some shit. Sincere, honest, illuminating talking. <laughs> If you don't open up to me, we'll never reach the, the max of what this friendship could be. I'm talking best bro at each other's weddings if we so choose to, to get married. God do <laughs> to each other's kids if we decide to have them. Or uh, you know, even ongoing mutual support as neighbors of the same community or shared participants in a susu or tanda. Anyway, <laughs> like earlier today, when Akeem asked what you were doing later and you said, I don't know, but you already told me that you were going canvassing for voter registration with your mom and sister. Why didn't you share yourself with Akeem in that moment, brah? <laughs> and then I saw you in the library last week checking out books by Wilma Mankiller and Daniel Heath Justice, yet you never talk more about your desire to know about Native and Indigenous people's experiences. <laughs> you never know who might share those interests, dude, unless you open up. I feel like if we could get into this shit, then we'd have deep, open, participatory encouragement, and that would be dope. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. I, lo I love <laughs> how we went from JoJo. <laughs> that was great. See this in the right order. That was good. Um, Ray, Ray Ray. <laughs> little, little Ray Ray. Shit. 
What does shit mean to you? <laughs> I really, <clears throat> I really do have something in my throat. <laughs> Service, honor, ignore, taunt. <laughs> People serve in our armed forces and fight and die for. <clears throat> for our right to shop. And to honor those people, we ignore the needy and buy things like fancy leggings, glowing ascots, and various containers to put future purchases in. <laughs> also in their honor, we taunt the homeless at every street corner and say things like, sorry, we don't have money with our mouths through the closed glass window, as we wait to turn into the mall parking lot to spend on items that any homeless, homeless person with pica would eat. <clears throat> Pike has an eating disorder where you eat non-consumable items. Yeah. Very, very good, very good, right? Very good. Jesse Jones, mm -hmm. what does shit mean to you? God created life. <laughs> but life was formless, without shape. The male and female of the species were indistinguishable from one another. God was displeased and destroyed his creation, denying to anyone who asked that he had ever even created life. What was that, God would reply. Life? That sounds dumb. <laughs> but soon God returned to his concept of life, creating it again. Then looking upon it, dismayed at its still imperfect, undifferentiated symmetry. Then an idea came to God. Shit, God muttered. A sly, self-satisfied smirk spreading across the face of the divine infinity. <laughs> With the deft hands of a craftsman, God sculpted the delicate curves of femininity, taking shape as if it had always existed, waiting to be brought forth by his hand. He nodded to himself slowly at first, then more emphatically as he realized the magnitude of the creation he had just culled from the ether. Shit, he chuckled this time, clapping in excitement, beaming with pride. <laughs> I single-handedly invented titties! The words reverberated in the darkness. God quickly determined that everybody had to see his hella sick new creation. <laughs> but looking around, he realized that no one could, for there was only darkness. Oh, fuck that noise, God grumbled. <laughs> determined that his single greatest creation must be visible to all, which brought about his second greatest creation. Let there be light, God boomed into the void. And there was light and people could see them titties. <laughs> and it was good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Single-handedly invented titties. Kiss me massage. <laughs> Dude, I got it. <laughs> the perfect bookend. <laughs> that was yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Single-handedly invented spider titties. <laughs> right. All right, that brings us to our next segment uh, called uh, Topical Haiku Challenge. Gentlemen, please have written three haiku in regard to the following topical story. Uh, Nicholas Anthony Sodaro, uh, 21 of Citra, was arrested for having intercourse with a small horse named Jackie G. <laughs> After a witness reported the, to the deputies that she saw Sodaro attacking the animal in a pasture on a relative's property. A Sodaro later revealed to investigators that he had sex with the horse four times during the course of a week, wearing a condom each time uh, to prevent contract contracting uh, any sexually transmitted diseases from the animal. Sodaro <laughs> also told the detective that he knew what he did was wrong, and he admitted that he was a sick man. Uh, the small horse, meanwhile, belongs to one of Sodaro's relatives and remains in their care. Condition of, conditions of Sodaro's contact with the animal in the future, if any, could be determined by a judge. Uh, let's hear three haiku in regard to the following, or the previous story there. Uh, Jojo, uh -huh. your first of three. All right, my first of three is titled Cultural Context. 
Sell your things. A horse is a horse, of course, <laughs> unless he's the famous Mr. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Google that. <laughs> My first is titled Lil Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> News feeds show headlines based on your search history. <laughs> this wasn't on mine. <laughs> well, very good. Ray, your first of three. Uh, it's titled Surprise. <clears throat> Four times a lady. <laughs> Alone in a field of love. Oh, crap. No, everything's fine! <laughs> Very good, Jesse. Uh, my first is titled Safe in the Saddle. Well, of course he wore a condom. Can't get tied down with a horse baby. <laughs> I don't know who to blame for that guy leaving. Yeah, is, is he going to be okay? Is he all right? <laughs> It's oh, oh it's right, right there. It's directly right it's there. To your left. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, good, f good luck, man. <laughs> Broadway's a, a restroom, sort of. <laughs> yeah, okay. really. Uh, JoJo, your second of three haiku. This one is uh, titled The Condom Defense, and it's, <laughs> it's from the perspective of the defense attorney, who I assume is not very good. <laughs> <laughs> your Honor, yes. He fucked your wife. Oh, that's a horse? <laughs> <laughs> then, um... Defense rests. <laughs> Very good. Trip, take your time, because I think Ray's writing his right now. <laughs> I, I wrote like 10. Okay, good. So I just want to make sure I, we get some good varieties. <coughs> sure. Uh, this one is uh, titled CRISPR Ed. Uh, CRISPR, C R I S P R. The, anyways. <laughs> we all want centaurs. But wait, <laughs> but wait for gene splicing to work out all the kinks. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Ray? Uh, this one's called The Clothes Make the Mare. <laughs> Not to shift blame, but you see what she was wearing? A fuck me saddle. <laughs> I feel like this immediately follows that one. Uh, second titled Pony Pounding. <laughs> the only attack being committed here was on that mare's pussy. <laughs> Which is sort of literal. <laughs> and your third of three, Jojo. Alright, this one is titled Strong Offense. And it is, <laughs> it is uh, from the perspective of the prosecutor, who I assume is quite good. <laughs> four times in one week? Not too bad. Unless it's four times that we know of. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Trip. I had a law one, but I'll save it. Uh, I appreciate those. Um, so I'll go with the title. Um, Jeopardy category, geography. <clears throat> Can you name which state this equine assault took place? Here's your hint. <sighs> it's Florida. Florida, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Florida. yeah. I yeah. thought it was it's pretty solid. It was a good Jeopardy clue. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what what is Florida? Mine. Uh, you ready, Ray? Or we'll oh, yeah, we'll, talk, we'll talk about. Uh, Jeopardy. I'm ready. I watch a lot of Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> this one's called "Sorry, I Don't Know Her Real Name." <laughs> Dear Judge, I am sick. Roxy didn't know better. I told her I was famous. <laughs> 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 Jesse Jones. Yeah. Uh, last one sort of ties in with JoJo's last. Titled Green Eyed Monster. Four times a week, huh? 
Are you just reporting this because you're jealous? <laughs> Very good. That was the Topical Haiku Challenge. Very good. There we go. This next segment is called uh, This Was Today Once. Uh, JoJo Lewis on this date, 1889. The first jukebox uh, goes into operation at the Palais Royal Saloon in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. uh, also on this very date, 1910, John Alfred and Ander becomes the last person to be executed in Sweden. Uh, How did you choose to celebrate these things all together? Um, well, first thing I had to do was I'd do a little bit of research into the history of this day, John, uh -huh. as I always have to. Uh -huh. And that's my favorite segment of STAB. <laughs> um, Everyone's favorite. Yeah. So 1910 was a banner year for technology with the, the last person being executed by an electric chair in Sweden and the jukebox being invented in San Francisco. Um, but how did these intersect? It was not, shall we say, a happy day, but it was the day where uh, gave birth to a beloved character that we all know of. I'm surprised you didn't know this, John, but uh, you know Henry Winkler, he portrayed the Fonz? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the person who inspired the Fonz uh, was actually a turn-of-the-century executioner known as Arturo Fonzik Dielsen. Okay. <laughs> and he wasn't really known for, like, riding a motorcycle over a shark or, or, <laughs> or having an office at the bathroom at Arnold's or whatever. <laughs> You see, Arturo Fonzik Dielsen, um, he, he was a cold-blooded Danish murderer for hire <laughs> for, like, the government. And curiously enough, uh, when John Alfred Ander, the guy who was killed, uh, when he was strapped in, the, the electric chair was broken. That's why he was the last one. Because it was broken after that, right? So, um, yeah, Sweden had the one chair. There's not a lot of people there. It's very cold. So, so our Arturo, being very thrifty, he, he put on a leather jacket to like insulate himself, uh -huh. and then he, he put his back to the electric chair and like smacked it. Right? <laughs> Ten seconds and thirty thousand volts later, John Alfred Andrew was dead as fuck. <laughs> and later, when people asked what uh, John Alfred Andrew's reaction was to Arturo fixing the chair by hitting it. And thus stopping his death from being postponed, Arturo only responded with, eh. <laughs> All right. So to celebrate, John, I did the only appropriate thing. I went to Johnny Rockets, which is the only place on earth that still has jukeboxes. <laughs> and I got a banana milkshake, which is unrelated. <laughs> and then I take pictures of people being hung from trees to the glass window on their old Victrola. I dropped 20 quarters for 60 rounds of happy days. <laughs> this is a good sound. That's what I did. Very good, Jojo Lewis. Good job. <laughs> Trip Hazard. On this date, 1992, American singer, songwriter, and actress Miley Cyrus was born. Calm down, fellas. <laughs> also on this date, 1945, most U.S. wartime... Uh, Let's start that over. Also, on this very date, 1945, most U.S. wartime rationing of foods, including meat and butter ends. Um, how did you choose to celebrate this aforementioned event in tandem? I'll cue you. Okay. It's ready. <laughs> but uh, fun fact, uh, yes, this is my favorite segment. I get to learn U.S. history. Uh, most people don't know this, but Clinton Presba Anderson, U.S. Secretary of Agriculture, wrote tunes to accompany his announcements, some of which were later rewritten, turned into pop songs. I know, strange but true. Uh, so I celebrate by reading this particular proclamation about the rationing, which uh, the tune he wrote for it, strangely enough, coincidentally, uh, happened to be reused by Miley Cyrus later. You don't say. Yeah, yeah. so I'll just read the procl proclamation. All right. One bar, you gotta come in after that. Yeah, sure. we'll start Maybe it over. <laughs> I thought it would be her singing quietly, no. and then I would yell at her. No, nope. oh, no, just, just say when. This is great. Just point at me, I don't know. You saved Ben Good, obeyed to help our U.S. soldier guys. 
you've gone without butter and trout always saving on supplies I announce today rationing is done away on almost every food <laughs> except for sugar wait a bit longer I know we'll make it I'm Clinton Presba Anderson Announcing end of rationing On beef and poultry and mutton All you wanna buy is At R-R-R-B's, yeah They have the meat Let's not forget Great, great, that's great So good, good. <laughs> Like lard and margarine shortening Go out and buy a shepherd's pie Or try turkey or blood pudding I am proud to say We, the USA, can now freely make stew Try out a new dish Eel or swordfish Even haggis will do Together we have overcome the need for all this rationing <laughs> All you needed was to go without So soldiers would have all they need I can't express my gratefulness For the US populace's frugalness It helped to kill the Nazi scum And end their hateful bigotry Yeah Death to Nazi. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, also on this very date, 1897, Andrew J. Beard invents the Jerry Coupler to connect railroad cars. Uh, how'd you celebrate all these things uh, mixed up together? Well, I started my day frantically searching the far reaches of the information superhighway for any reference at all to this Jerry Coupler invention <laughs> you speak of, only to find the closest I could get was the Janny Coupler. <laughs> Invented by Eli Janney in 1873, <laughs> which was later improved upon by Andrew Bird, yes, in 1897. So, so assuming that this was just a simple, honest mistake made by a simple, honest John Ross, I chose instead to focus today on how I spend what is known to me and me alone as Jerry Coupler Day. <laughs> The celebration of the legacy of the most confusing and improbable basketball stories in the history of baskets, or even balls. <laughs> Jerry Coupler was inadvertently drafted by the Sacramento Kings with the 54th pick in the 1990 draft. Kings front office believed they were picking Jerry Coupler, a 6'9 All-American power forward from a, Kentucky. You're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 6'9 All-American power forward from Kentucky with what their scouting report said was a mind-shattering 88-inch vertical leap and a muscular third arm growing out of the center of his back. <laughs> it was later discovered discover that this was a clerical error made by Sacramento scouts. Uh, it wasn't the first time. The previous year... They made a similar mistake when delivering their notes on Louisville power forward Purvis Ellison, <laughs> which originally read, as reliable as a 77 Pinto and as, and as fragile as a moody styrofoam cup, <laughs> but were somehow mistakenly transcribed to read, super good basket man. <laughs> Use up number one pick, please. To make King Team good forever much long. Jerry Coupler joined fellow Kings rookie Lionel Simmons, the L-Train, <laughs> that season. A duo that Kings forward Wayman Tisdale dubbed the Railroad Connection before center Ralph Sampson called Tisdale a punk bitch who didn't know shit about locomotive history because what he was actually thinking about was the Jenny Coupler. <laughs> Have your fun. Have your fun. <laughs> Patented by Eli Janney in 1873. Uh, it was a dispute that directly led to Samson being released by the Kings at the end of the 91 season, uh, followed by his retirement at the end of 1992. Jerry Coupler went on to play just 12 NBA games and, and missed all 43 free throws he attempted, while also making history with his trademark unorthodox footwear going down as the only NBA player in history ever to play barefoot. <laughs> Very good, Jesse Jones. Very good. Let me just direct you to brainyhistory.com. Uh, oh, I saw a couple pages where it said the uh, Jerry Andrew, Coupler. Andrew Beard invents Jerry <laughs> Coupler to yeah. connect railroad cars. So, But for the most part... I didn't get it wrong. No. I just want to... I mean, you, you got it. You got it from a website that got it wrong. I get that. That's right. Yeah. No, I'm that's not putting right. it on you. You called me simple. <laughs> oh, that's not the first time I've called you simple that's on this true. show. Uh, I'm not. I just, I just want to let you know. No, I did see we'll where you got it. it. The, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put this link in the show notes. Maybe brainyhistory.com had a stroke. <laughs> it's possible. Jumble things. possible. I was giving you the benefit of the doubt because I did see it. But for the most part, it was the Janny Coupler. You're giving me the, the benefit of the doubt now that I'm calling you on Jenny. it. You weren't going to give it to me. <laughs> no, that's true. Un I was not. For. That's not benefit of the doubt. I was getting caught. Yeah. <laughs> that's Men generally how I everything. Work. It was Jenny and then there's notes. Are you guys going to get divorced? Like <laughs> Breakups in the air. <laughs> Let's play Stab. <laughs> we have two more segments of this lousy show. <laughs> 
right. This next segment's called Move. I forgive you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See? I'm a bigger man. All right. Uh, <laughs> That's true. This next segment's called uh, Movie Makeup. Uh, please compose a synopsis based on the following movie titles. All made-up movie titles were brought to you by WordCounter.net's random word generator. JoJo Lewis, the name of your made-up movie is called The Pump Hammer Aftermath. Pump uh-huh. Hammer Aftermath. Yeah. The Pump Hammer Aftermath. Sorry. The Pump Hammer Aftermath is a post-apocalyptic film uh, set in the far-off year of 1955. <laughs> wherein an army of very foolish yet hands-on dads decided to purchase the pump hammer from General Electric. <laughs> it's, it's a hammer that hammers on its own after you pump it. Uh, they got it at Sears. Anyway, the hammers went crazy, so most of the movie is just dads holding on to a hammer that's hammering on its own, and they're just flying by, <laughs> saying dad shit. <laughs> they're just like... Yeah. <laughs> Just, just that for the whole. I mean, like, there's warlords and beheadings, and it's a, you know, there's a post-apocalyptic movie, there's rape and stuff. But whatever, you know, it's, it's really the hammers that's the selling point. Um, it's coming this fall. <laughs> Very good, JoJo. Very good. Very good. Trip Hazard. The name of your movie is called Goat Oatmeal. This warm, family-friendly film, based on a true idea, tells the tale of Sarah, a little girl who loves goats, and her neighbor Trudy, who loves oatmeal. But when Sarah's goat eats all of Trudy's oatmeal, it'll kick off an adventure of a Lifetime Channel-length movie. As Sarah and Trudy join forces to wrangle in a wild gamble of goats and an unruly field of oats, then stumble upon a trillion-dollar business plan selling boxes of pre-milked cereal, granola, and oatmeal. <laughs> Along the way, founding the company Goatmeal. It'll one day dethrone Amazon as the all-seeing overlord of society. <laughs> Can these two young upstarts overcome their differences as CEO and COO and the, the youngest self-made million, uh, trillionaires in history? Or will the company go utter? <laughs> Very good. Very good. Very good. Ray Molina? Did you do goat oatmeal? No, 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 no. But when Sarah's goat eats all of Judy's oatmeal. <laughs> just, very, very good. Just like that line. I was hoping Thank he did you. goat oatmeal. I would like to hear two different goat takes meal. on it. Okay. Ray Molina, the name of your movie is called Stone Chubby Clover. Stone Chubby Clover. All right, it's about a new store owner. He gets extorted by an Irish mob called the Clovers. He just opened the store and was more than happy to see this particular hue of men walk in the store on opening day. He thought for sure he had spent the money on advertise the money he had spent on advertisement had worked, despite the fact that every single one of his neighboring businesses hated him for it. And they said it was an embarrassment. When the Clovers suggested that the owner pay protection money, he agreed. He was sure they meant well, but soon he learned that every month they were asking for more money and he didn't have the confidence to stand up to them. See, this owner is, well, chubby. (laughs) (laughs) And his lifelong struggles with weight have ended up taking a toll on his self-worth. But one day, the Clovers were back in for their monthly allowance and this time he decided he's tired of being a doorman and finally speaks up for himself and says, no, I will not pay you anymore, and if you bother me again, I will call the police. <laughs> the men, two of them, begin to laugh uncontrollably after one of them says, well, look at the stones on this one. <laughs> and as they laugh, the store owner picks up a piece of petrified wood he was using as a doorstop and bashed <laughs> both men in the head over and over until they both fell. He looms over their bodies and quotes a phrase he recently read in a self-help book. Eating is not a crime. (laughs) Throws the rock aside, falls to his knees, looks at what he's done and begins to cry. But then he lifts his head and you now see that the cry has turned into tears of joy. He begins to devour the bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, very good. All right. 
Chubby Clover. I want to watch this movie. That sounds amazing. He doesn't see. Okay. Jesse Jones. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> the name of your movie is called Mint Babies 2. Yeah. Mint Babies 2. Took a while to find the angle on this one. <laughs> but I think we landed just right. <laughs> Nobody in the sleepy little town of Wawa, Pennsylvania could ever have imagined a pair of cute-as-a-button, lovingly handcrafted porcelain china Franklin mint dollies could suddenly come to life and lead a town on a merry madcap chase, upending the entire population's way of life and turning its understanding of how all of creation worked on its head once. So who was ever going to believe it when it happened again? <laughs> little Jane and Little Marianne, decked out in lavish fabrics and stylish accents, and all trimmed in lace, ribbons, and pearls, their bisque heads framed by carefully quaffed hair suitable to the, area, uh, the era they portray, and available from the Franklin Mint for just $44.99 each, had just begun to get a grasp on their new lives after the events of the first Mint Babies, where they were magically brought to life during that freak electrical storm. <laughs> the day of the show-and-tell field trip to the Wiccan Holistic Apothecary. <laughs> they say lightning doesn't strike twice, and it doesn't! So what are Jane and Marianne going to do this time <laughs> what are Jane and Marianne going to do when this time a delivery truck driving tr through the toxic flames of a nuclear waste spill <laughs> ignited by a Native American shaman's carelessly discarded smudge stick <laughs> brings to life a colorized Elvis Presley $2 bill, a sass-talking ballerina snow globe whose tinkly music box song changes with her mood, and a whole crate of Joe Montana mini-busts. <laughs> Why, learn the true meaning of friendship, teamwork, and fun, of course. It's a wacky, nightmarish family romp, <laughs> which critics call, if Toy Story, Night at the Museum, and Mannequin try <laughs> tried to reboot the Child's Play movies <laughs> as a slapstick Disney Channel original. <laughs> Mint Babies 2, The Secret of Joe Cool, in theaters this Christmas. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. That brings us to our final segment of the evening uh, called Location, Location, Location. Uh, congrats, all of you. Uh, you now run the following business in the following locations. Please make us want to buy stuff. Okay. JoJo, uh -huh. you are a pimp. Uh, who also is a life coach somewhere in the United States. <laughs> uh, somewhere in the USA. There okay, you go. here we go. Pimp who's a life coach. Here we go. <laughs> it's like I got an improv suggestion in the quad. <laughs> okay. Sup, bitches? You can call me Jay Stacks. And I am here to get dat money. <laughs> now let me holler at you hoes for a second. You slant-eyed, trifling coos is like, baby, I'm here and I got that money for you. But when am I going to get that money? Well, dumb hoes, I have to say, while Jay Stacks is getting yo stacks, Jay Stacks also going to be getting yo backs. <laughs> for one weekend only at the paper at the Paper Hour Sunflower Motel, Black Belly Ballroom on Route 222 south of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I'm having my first ever three-day seminar on getting dat money. Because you see, I've cracked the code, y'all. You want success? There's three little words. Say with me, y'all. Get dat money. You want a nice car like my drop-top Benzo with the blades on the side? You know how I have that car? It's because when I have to hit the brakes on my success... I just act like my wheels and don't stop getting that money. You want the designer clothes like them Dolce Gabbana bananas? If you want them Dolce Gabbana bananas, you got to be more appealing and get that money. 
I know you hoes be looking at my jewelry going, ooh, daddy. How can I be getting some of them carrots? And I'm like, shit. You want carrots, girl? You just gotta be a Playboy bunny and get that money. We're taking reservations. We have 30 corners available. That's right. They're not seats. Seats are for John's. Corners are for earners. Deposit is 300 for the weekend, 500 for the weekend, and a copy of my eight of my book on eight track, J Stacks from Rags to Bitches. An introduction to the get dat money philosophy. See y'all this weekend. Oh, very good. Very good, Jojo. That was really good. Except for that one line. Okay. God damn it. Trip hazard. Uh, you own a yes. board game store in a town entirely populated by child molesters. <laughs> uh, before I start, I want to note there are 15 puns in this, and you're welcome. <laughs> Hey, child molesters, <laughs> since you live here and technically it's a fee before the Philadelphia, <laughs> and no kids do, you got a lot of time on your hands, in addition to the guilt. You've been banned from using the internet, so that's out, so come on down to Hasbro and Sisters. <laughs> Check out our wide selection of board games. They're often child adjacent, which is the best you're going to get. Why, you can stare creepily at the various drawings in the Candyland board, content in knowing you won't actually hurt anyone ever again. <laughs> As the only game store in town, you might say we have a monopoly. <laughs> Adventuring out of town can be risky. You might go and checkers out our competition, but you'll be back in soon enough. I mean, you'll have a hard time since in other nearby towns, game stores are generally within 500 yards of a school. <laughs> Plus, if you visit nearby Catan, they'll uh, force you to introduce yourself to each and every settler. <laughs> Sorry. There are only two things I can't resist, and one of them is board game puns. Anyway, we're always fully stocked on our top sellers month after month, including trouser snakes and ladders. Fox and geese. Children's Pictionary. Children's Anatomy. Half-Life. Guess who? Children's Ticket to Ride. Jumanji, hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> Uncle Wiggly. <laughs> and don't, don't wake daddy. <laughs> There's a board game that's perfect for anyone ages 18 to 118 and 100% <laughs> and 100% guaranteed to help you avoid assaulting and traumatizing anyone as long as you're only playing with consenting adults. It is fun for the whole family that you're legally allowed to visit. I <laughs> 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 love watching the sweat pour off. <laughs> Very good, Trip. Thank you. Ray Molina. You run a thrift store for whites only. <laughs> Somewhere in the USA. Uh, this is the um, same store from the movie. <laughs> I'm looking for that perfect gift for the perfect person of a perfect race. <laughs> You can find everything and more down at Uber Thrift. We sell the finest previously owned items that won't talk back. He's up with the whites only thrift store. If you're tired of dealing with inflated prices because the items are new, meet me here at Uber Thrift, where if we don't have it, it's because nobody can legally sell it. Also white people only. Very good, Ray. Ray Molina. That brings us to the last prompt of the evening. Jesse Jones, yeah. uh, you sell balls of hair uh, from, the, from the trunk of your car somewhere in the USA. Yeah. Are you looking for the right budget hair loss solution for you? 
we all understand that unless you pay lots of money, no matter what kind of hair replacement situation you decide to go with, it's going to look like crap. Rows and rows of evenly spaced, shameful sprigs of ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> so me and the guys at Shifty Ned's Hairball Trunk Poriums say lean into it. Take the lead on your shameful situation. Take charge of your own weird narrative. Slap a bunch of our hairballs on your noggin. <laughs> And dare people to question the why of a guy so confident he'd do something like that. <laughs> Name each ball. The kind of red one? Dutch. The curly, blonde, dirty blonde one? El Tigre. <laughs> the salt and peppery gray one? Spinderella. <laughs> and heck, why not, now that I mentioned it, why not make up stories of how each different hairball was stolen from the brush of a different celebrity? <laughs> and rolled up all fluffy and spherical-like and then hot glued to your dome. <laughs> Who's to say they didn't? Not us, because they did. <laughs> Regular people, too, mostly, but celebrities also, sure. <laughs> like who? Like how about Martina Navratilova? TV Superman, Dean Kane. <laughs> Alcoholic dog, Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> and even that So Raven star, So Raven. <laughs> Put together a collection of cranium fluffs that might have grossed upwards of 20s of millions of dollars at the domestic box office alone. Do give me a call. I'm Tim of Shifty Ned's Hairballs Trunks Poriums. <laughs> I'm not Ned. Nobody's seen Ned in months. He sold so many of these disgusting franchises, he's already living the good life. Retired on other people's hairballs money. Want to learn how to start your own franchise? <laughs> or just want to cover up that disgusting skull of yours? Give me a call today. And I'll drive right over wherever. <laughs> Hairballs from famous and non-famous combs. To my trunk and right to your door. It's just that easy. So come on. What are you waiting for? Baldness to somehow become fashionable? <laughs> That's a long wait for a bus ain't coming, friend. <laughs> so call me up and I'll rush right over to cover your head in my balls. <laughs> of hair, that is. From my trunk, that is. <laughs> Very good. That is stab. That's the end of stab. Uh, one more time for everyone you saw tonight. Jojo Lewis, Trip Hazard, Ray Molina, and Jesse Jones. Uh, if you'd like to hear more stabs, go to Spotify. Check us out there. Uh, come down and see us uh, over here on Broadway, 1710 Broadway, every Friday night at 10 o'clock. Uh, thank you guys. Have a good night. And remember, play classic. <laughs>